listeners, and welcome to the Narratives of Purpose. You are now tuned into a new episode showcasing unique stories of change makers, stories of people who are contributing to make a difference in society. This show was created to amplify social impact by sharing individual journeys of ordinary people who I believe are making extraordinary impact within their communities and around the world. My name is Claire Morigande. I am your host on this podcast. If you want to be inspired to take action, then look no further. You are in the right place. So get comfortable and listen into my conversations. Today's episode features Elana Margulies Sniederman. Elana is the co-founder of FitCares, a minority and women-led nonprofit empowering underserved communities through fitness. FitCares focuses especially on educating youth and communities in New York City and Puerto Rico. I invite you to take a moment and share your feedback on our show by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help other listeners find our show and further amplify the stories we bring on the Narratives of Purpose. You might want to sign up for our monthly newsletter so you can stay informed firsthand about all our activities, but also get previews of upcoming guests. Simply head to our website, that's narratives-of-purpose.podcastpage.io. And for now, let's get into the discussion with Elana. Hello, Elena, and welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hey, Claire, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on behalf of our Fit Cares founder and president, Jonas Serrano, and myself as co-founder. We're honored to be interviewed for your podcast. To give a bit of background first, before I let you introduce yourself, so Fit Cares is all about educating um, youth and kids and also empowering them through fitness. But before you tell me more about that, and especially the name, because the way you write it, it's not fit like fitness, F-I-T, but it's P-H-Y-T. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm co-founder of Fit Cares. And we launched in 2013 after the founder and president, Jonas Serrano, through his for-profit Fit Gym, has always been training his clients' children. And then the natural evolution was to form a nonprofit to give back to communities initially in New York City. And with my background doing media, press, and marketing, he asked me to join him as his co-founder in this venture about 10 years ago, which has been an amazing journey. And I'm honored to partner alongside with him and our impact has been immense. And I guess we'll go into a deeper dive as you ask more questions. And with regards to the name FIT, FIT is the spirit that never dies and Jonas is Puerto Rican. So it's, if you take, I guess it's an animal off the island, it will die. So that's how, you know, the name came about. And I wanted to credit our Fit Cares vice president and longtime Fit Gym client, Hugh Dugan, for suggesting to Jonas that name Fit when he launched his own for-profit company, Fit Gym. And then we launched our nonprofit arm, Fit Cares. 
And as I mentioned, Jonas wanted to lunch in Puerto Rico, given he is Puerto Rican and wanted to give back to his native people, given all the challenges that were faced, that Puerto Ricans were facing. And we went down there a few months before the hurricanes hit the island. Then with the hurricanes, a few months later that year, it really accelerated our mission on the island to really help communities in need. And perhaps just for the timeline, you started in New York City and then you also established in Puerto Rico. That's correct, right? Yeah. So New York City was started in 2013. And initially we worked with kids in the Bronx, which is one of the five boroughs of New York City. And then I could take a deeper dive into some of our other groups we've worked with since our inception. And then in Puerto Rico, it started in 2017. So tell me a bit about the youth you're working with, right? You just mentioned there that you started working with people from the Bronx. So that was our first uh, foray into setting up Fit Cares. We worked with high school students in the Bronx initially. Then we expanded to work with youth and families, parents, legal guardians throughout the five boroughs of New York City. Then we also formed a partnership with a middle school in East Harlem called Isaac Newton Middle School to work with eighth graders to help them transition to high school and not only teach them about the importance of being active and healthy, but also leadership, respect, self-respect, and also help them overcome the challenges they face as adolescents as well. And that partnership is still going very strong to this day. Around that same year, which was in 2015, we formed a partnership with Acacia, a Hispanic, one of the most prominent Hispanic foundations for, and we worked with their at-risk youth and we had a partnership with them for a few years. We also work with YAI, and that's an acronym for Young Adult Institute, and that's youth with special needs and disabilities in their, or young adults like in their 30s and above, and we provide fitness programs to their residents, and then we also work with Cool Kids Passaic, New Jersey, and that's a Jewish community organization for youth with special needs as well. And those are our existing New York partnerships where we provide weekly fitness programs. Oh, and also as a woman, I'm really passionate about helping other women as you are. And every International Women's Day through my network of women in financial services, we do a workout at Fit Gym and all the proceeds for that will go back to Fit Cares and women you know, we do, you know, normal workout, like conditioning, self-defense, strength. And that's a way I'm really thankful for all the women I know through work to support Fit Cares. And, you know, we're really grateful. Perhaps you could explain to me a bit, how did you establish all these partnerships? So I think all our partnerships have been established through personal networking and referrals. So when Jonas and I set out to establish Fit Cares, we reached out to a lot of prominent organizations throughout New York City to see if we could partner with their youth or communities to incorporate our fitness, to 
empower them to be active and healthy and then teach them other attributes as well. And going that route, we didn't have as much luck as we had through warm introductions to Acacia or Isaac Newton Middle School or YAI or Cool Kids. And then when I forgot to mention that was during the COVID pandemic was Chess in the Schools. And that's a group in New York City. They empower low-income students through chess education. So in the summer of 2021, when things were still primarily virtual or hybrid, we did a summer program for those kids. So that way, you know, they could also get physical education at the same time, they were sharpening their mental skills through chess education. So yes, our partnerships have all been through warm introductions and referrals. And now coming to your program or your specific initiatives, right? So you mentioned obviously fitness and physical activity, but you also previously spoke about leadership, respect and self-respect. How do you make that happen? Why do you teach the kids? <laughs> So one way we teach them is, you know, sometimes during the programs, uh, the fit cares trainers will appoint one of the kids to lead a warm up or lead an exercise. And then they'll be like, this kid, you lead the first minute of jumping jacks. And then they'll go to the next kid and be like, you lead the next minute and you pick an exercise to warm up everyone. So that's one way uh, we teach them leadership. And then on the Puerto Rico front, Jonas, since he set up down there five years ago, has been instrumental, not only through educating the communities in Puerto Rico through fitness, but also giving young entrepreneurs the opportunity to be leaders, helping support young entrepreneurs you know, grow and expand their businesses, giving them a place to run their businesses out of Fit Gym. There is also there, from what I hear, like this will to also collaborate and partner with others and just, you know, ensure that you support even other businesses if it's not directly within your activities. Is that right? Yeah, that's accurate. So there's a few other businesses like restaurant, uh, body art, and stuff as well. So he's given them a platform for them to run and grow and expand their business as well as a way to empower entrepreneurs. And then also giving trainers at Fit Gym in Puerto Rico the opportunity to really, you know, expand as well and grow through, you know, personal training. So now let's speak about impact. How would you explain to someone what has been your impact in the past almost 10 years now? So I guess our impact could be explained on a few different fronts. For example, through our partnership with Isaac Newton Middle School in East Harlem, we asked the assistant principal if, you know, how the students are improving, whether it's, you know, academic performance or part class participation or just class attendance overall. So throughout the years, as a result of fit carers, the uh, participants have improved in all those areas. And I wanted to mention that during the COVID pandemic in 2020, when students were doing school at home 
coming back to school, it was a harder transition than normal. So then in 2021, when we revamped our in-person partnership with Isaac Newton after about a year or two hiatus with COVID, we noticed that the kids were not as well behaved as they were previously from being home, you know, a lot of the time. So through fit carers and the trainers, they were instrumental in turning them around. And then we empowered them to say, you have so much opportunity to achieve great potential. And it's a program they look forward to every week. I'm just curious now, has there been any of these kids or these adolescents who at some point were so into the program and really enjoyed their experience? Did some of them decide to become trainers or something like that? Through our partnership with Acacia, which I mentioned is her at-risk youth, Jonas took one of the Acacia residents under his wing and gave him a job to help out as an apprentice at Fit Gym and taught him to become a trainer. So he was with us for a little bit uh, training. So, you know, Jonas was you know, a mentor and so much more to him as well, like teaching him how to, you know, manage money and teaching him about work and responsibilities and being a trainer. So Jonas really took uh, someone from Acacia under his wing. And then for you personally now, I'm curious to know, you know, you're speaking about the people you've been helping, but this journey for you, how has it been so far? You know, what have you learned about yourself or what new even abilities or skills have you found yourself to be able to do through this journey with Fit Cares? So it's a great question. If you were to ask me if I was ever going to do this when... I was little and people ask you what you want to be when you grow up. This would have never crossed my mind. So to answer your question, uh, Jonas and I never had experience launching and forming a nonprofit before. We were very thankful. We had good attorneys to guide us along the way and good mentors to help, you know, guide us. And it's been very rewarding when, you know, seeing these kids, how happy they are through the programs and seeing the fit cares trainers as mentors. And I also wanted to mention Carlos Gonzalez, who runs Fit Gym New York City. He's the one who does most of the Fit Cares New York City programs. And to see how happy the kids and participants are with him is amazing. And other things I've learned, we get, like anyone, whether it's a nonprofit leader or an entrepreneur or a business owner, you get a lot of no's. And I think it pushes you and motivates you to keep going and never give up. And now that we're almost 10 years in, you know, there's no turning back. I really wish that you continue for even more than 10 years <laughs> where you are and perhaps even, you know, expand not only New York and Puerto Rico. If this is a program that's working, you know, why not even go across the country, perhaps? Is that something that you've been thinking about? Yes, it just, you know, it depends on our resources we have. If we have a group that wants to give us support or a grant or a prominent donation, then there's definitely a way we could find a way to make that work. So you just mentioned their grant and, and donation. So how has that 
part of running FitCare's been? Was that a challenge? Well, I guess like every nonprofit, that's one of their main goals is to fundraise because the more funds that any organization has, the more impact they can make. And I just wanted to mention that FitCares does not have any full-time employees. So all the donations that we get go directly to the communities we serve. So donors know exactly where their donations are going to. And through fundraising, Jonas, Carlos, and I have just leveraged our respective networks in Puerto Rico, in New York City, to get donations. We got one grant in Puerto Rico, and hopefully we'll get a grant in New York City. But I would say all our donations have been through companies or individuals. And perhaps to conclude the conversation, what would be your biggest learning? What would you share with our listeners? Let's say someone is thinking of starting something like that, a nonprofit, perhaps they have a great idea. What would you advise them? What's your biggest learning? I would say don't give up is one piece of advice and ask for help. Because if you've never done this before, you definitely need people to help you along the way, whether it's attorneys to help you get your tax exempt papers done or a business plan done or a budget done. And also when things come to fruition, whether we get, you know, a donation or something of that sort and seeing how happy the participants are, those things are very rewarding. Is there anything you would like to add before I let you go? I have a good overview of FitCares and I think our listeners as well will have a good idea of what you're doing. Um, how can they support you perhaps? That would be something you could mention. So we're in the stages of planning our annual November 2022 fundraiser. So if anyone wants more information on that and supporting our cause, they could reach out to me directly. My email is alana at fitgym.com. It's E-L-A-N-A at P-H-Y-T-G-Y-M.com. And I also created a fundraiser page called betterunite.com slash fitcares. And they could look at that. And my email is on that as well. And as always, Jonas and I are always open to any ideas that anyone has, whether it's for a new program, a new possible grant, or a new possible donor. We're always open. Great. So I'll make sure that we have all these links in the show notes here, your email and the page for the fundraiser. And I hope that our listeners will support you as well. <laughs> thank you so much, Elena. And thank you, Claire, from Jonas as well. Uh, we both wanted to thank you for taking the time to hear more about our Fit Care's journey. You can learn more about Elena's organization and Fit Care's activities on their website at fitnyc.com forward slash philanthropy. Fit is spelled P-H-Y-T and then it's nyc.com forward slash philanthropy. You will also find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you taking the time. 
That was episode 40, a conversation with Elana Margulies Sniderman on empowering communities through fitness. Be sure to share this episode within your network and with your friends if you like it. We would love to read your feedback about our show on Apple Podcasts or get your rating on Spotify. You can also connect with us through our social handles. You'll find all the links on our website at narratives-of-purpose.podcastpage.io. Until the next episode, take care of yourselves, stay well and stay inspired. This podcast was produced by Tom at Rustic Studios. Thank you.